everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Witchfinger Horror Podcast. My name is Yasmina. To my right is Morgan. Hello. To my left is Megan. Yow. And I am very excited for this episode. I think we can all agree that we're all excited oh, for this, this episode. Is, this is going to um, be great. We are finally fucking watching From Beyond. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure we've talked about wanting to do this movie. Like, oh. I know I say this for every single fucking episode. <laughs> like, oh, we Our list is usually really long. Yeah, yeah. Like, ever since we started the podcast, we've always wanted to do this movie. But I am very excited to do this one because we have done Stuart Gordon before with dolls, but I'm pretty excited about this one because this is the first time we're doing a movie with my boyfriend, Jeffrey Combs. Who's got to be wearing the sexiest sweater I've ever seen? He is a babe. He's a babe. Like, when I was a kid, I had the biggest fucking crush on him from Reanimator. Like, I just used to watch Reanimator a lot um, when I was a kid, and I thought he was a babe. I thought he was so fucking hot. And then my brother used to watch a lot of Deep Space Nine, and I didn't realize it was him, obviously. (laughs) He's literally every alien on the show. Every Star Trek ever. Yeah. I know. Oh my god, I fucking love him so much. You know what it is about him? I just noticed this right now. It's what? his nostrils. You think? He's got he sexy he's nostrils. I know. His I mean, mouth, actually. He's got a really good, his whole face. Well, like, he's got he's a good upper like, lip. He's got a good You're right. Lip. I know. But his nostrils, they, they like, they make, I want to suck the tip of his nose. He is really, really cute. And yeah, he's like, he does have like a really, boy. a weird kind of attractiveness. Even when he's fighting off a fucking weird, sluggy, like, sluggy slimy sl- thing. Snake. I'm a snake. I'm <laughs> another dimension. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I will not get into Jeffrey just yet. Um, I think I'm going to wait until I'm done this uh, Stella here um, because uh, he fully arouses me. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to dull all the senses first. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, there's like just God. so much about this movie that is amazing. Um, but yeah, so let's just uh, start off with some facts. Um, came out in 1986. Uh, it was good year. Uh, a good year. That's a good year. Yeah. Very good. I, I would have to say that 85 was probably the best year for movie releases. You have oh, to admit movie that. Releases. Movie releases. Yeah. But right. not for but Megan releases. Saying, oh, is that because that's when <laughs> you were born? Yeah, Fuck it doesn't off, matter. Really? You know it doesn't matter. Yeah. You were born in 86. Are Weird. I always forget. Dude, I always me? forget. I always forget how young you are. But then again, it's like, I know people who were born in the 90s and that shit freaks me out. I know. It makes me feel incredibly old yeah incredibly old but i'm okay with that i'm okay with my age (laughs) (laughs) um but yes so uh it was also produced by brian usna and uh we've talked about him and stewart many times um so yeah basically uh from beyond based on the short story also called From Beyond, by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, It was written in 1920, and it was first published in 1934. And I was going to read it um, before we recorded this, but I didn't get around to it because it's only seven pages. Yeah, I actually listened to the audiobook. Yeah! um, And it was like just 20 minutes, and honestly, it is compelling. I was like... I listened to it while I was at work, and I just had my headphones on, and literally, I couldn't focus on on doing anything i was like really good and really creepy like we were talking about this at work uh, morgan and i because we work together and i was just like well have you ever like got into lovecraft and and you said you hadn't no and like i i'm surprised by that actually because i feel like every goth kid Mm -hmm. like in the 90s like definitely had a lovecraft and like poe like um 
a phase and I, I definitely had a Lovecraft phase. I haven't read any of his stuff in a really long time, but his stories are pretty fucking awesome. Like in my opinion, um, if they're, you know, like Lovecraft was very pivotal for a lot of horror writers, especially Richard Lehman. Like Richard Lehman, the the seller, um, that story is so fucking Lovecraft. But uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, I used to read a lot about him, but I haven't in a really long time. But his well, stories like, are super creepy. You know they stand up because they were written in like the late 18, yeah, early 19. And they were written so long ago and we're still making movies about them. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like so they're like, still relevant. All, right? His, the ideas yeah. were way, way ahead of their time. Yeah. And all of the like horror aspects of it still resonate to this day. Like, well, that's because monsters sure. will never not be scary. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, all, and other the dimensions unknown, and the unknown will never not all, be scary. I just like the, I'm an avid lover of um like the ocean world um but also very terrified of it as well and i think what drew me to lovecraft a lot when i was a teenager was like my intense fear of like sharks in the ocean and he just like took it to the next level and added like cthulhu you know the monster yeah like who knows what the fuck is in the ocean like it's so goddamn ginormous you know what i mean and like he definitely took that to that uh horror like um sci-fi uh, aspect of it and uh, I think that's probably what drew me to him like I, I always like had like an obsession with uh, like tentacles and mm-hmm. Cthulhu and everything and um, but yeah we'll get into um, some other uh, Lovecraft why do men. I want to talk about porn right now um, because of tentacles tentacle <laughs> porn yeah. oh I, I put that, that shit too. up girl oh, oh my god <laughs> tentacle porn makes me laugh like not only because it's like actually history like, I mean, it's been around for fucking <laughs> hundreds of years. And, like, I love that it's, like, an old, like, transcripts and, like, old, like, books. And, like, there's, like, paintings of, like, women exactly. being fucked by tentacles. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. And they still do it to this day. I know. Crazy, like, crazy all shit. the anime porn and, like, the the real life porn with tentacles. Putting like, eels up so the wazoo and shit. Hilarious. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so funny to me. Um... Anyways, okay, we're at the beginning of the movie right now, and uh, I just have to say something about this woman, the neighbor. Um, her name is Bunny Summers, and she's also in um, Reanimator. She plays a doctor in Reanimator, oh. and uh, she's also in The Last Starfighter. Mm. Do you guys remember The Last Starfighter? I do, actually. Do you want to know something really fun? Uh, I actually found it on VHS at the Goodwill by my house oh the my other God. day, so I have a copy I of it. I used to love that movie so much, especially, like, but the one part scared the fuck out of me when his doppelganger was still developing his skin, and he was still, like, slimy and yellow, yeah. and he was, like, his sister comes and, like, knocks on the door and, like, wakes him up for uh, breakfast, but it's the alien, and he's hiding under the bedsheets, and then he takes the bedsheets off, and he's like eyelidless and like <laughs> yellow disgusting like oh slimy like Ew, fucking skin and all of it watching that when i was a kid i was like oh my god that's fucked up um she's also in uh big top peewee which is a super deranged movie yeah it in is in my opinion it really i is. love i love peewee's big adventure and but i tried to watch peewee uh big top peewee once and that movie's weird. Like, that movie, those people were on acid when they were making that was movie. Was it, like, a classic Pee-wee? 
mm, it's like the sequel to Big Adventure, oh, okay. and it it's like it's Adventure. weird. There's like a makeout scene. Like Pee Wee, I don't want to see you fucking. No, <laughs> he has he has Ken genitals. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman doesn't have a penis or a vagina. He has just he's like, asexual. Yeah, he's not into fucking anyone. No, he's I just, yeah, he's like a doll. He's got nothing. yeah, he's doll. <laughs> he's doll. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, that's also, for another episode. Uh, one, one more uh, thing I want to say about Bunny Summers. Uh, she was in a Seinfeld episode, and she of was which in one? The Muffin Top episode. Oh, that's top. like one of my favorite fucking episodes. She's on the Jay Peterman bus tour. Oh my! She's like god. the fat lady yeah. with the couple. Like, I just yeah, that one I the love. Other day. Like, oh my god, I fucking love that episode so much because it's also the episode where Jerry is dating a girl that doesn't like body hair, so he, he shaves sh- his chest. Like, his voice gets all hot. And when he shaves his chest, it causes like a rash, and he gets all itchy, and oh. he's on the bus. He has to run away to itch his chest, but he doesn't want her to know that that he shaves. He's like in the fucking forest. He's like, oh man, that feels good. <laughs> oh man, oh, that fuck. one. That's a really fucking oh, good episode for God. sure. Holy shit! But yeah, so uh, back to um, from beyond. So uh, what else do I got here? This so th- movie is fucking star is like star studded. Literally, the credits are going right now. I know. And it's like Charles Band, Stuart Gordon, and Brian Usna. It's like fucking. This is. It's basically everyone. It is. And so, if we're going to start getting into facts, the fucking box office broke my heart. I know. It broke my heart to see that. I didn't expect it because not only did it do so poorly compared to the budget, but it came out at the perfect time. It came out August, or sorry, October 24th. Yeah. Maybe it was right that's around. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe it did compete with something. Yeah, I, have, I didn't look oh, at sure. what, what came out around that time. Uh, Halloween? Yeah. It but it you would think have. that, like, with the success of Reanimator uh, before, that it would kind of help to propel... It would have that cult already. That, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of similarities between the movies. In style, in obviously, so, Jeffrey yeah. Combs is in as well, but, like, like visually and, st- and stylistically, like, I see a lot of similarities between the movies so you'd think that it would be like oh from the people who made this amazing movie that actually did really well maybe they got screwed with like promotion or something like that like maybe they didn't plug it very well or something like we did another movie where that happened um where they uh what movie was it that like they just didn't give them like any promotion like whatsoever was it fright night and then perfect so perfect. Well, no, I think they it was the studio. The money yeah, they gave. For... Yeah, so Fright Night had a smaller budget, um, and they kind of just left them alone yeah. with what was going on. But who knows? Like, I mean, was Empire Pictures at this time on a downslide, or was maybe it they still were during the heyday of things? Or maybe they were just beginning or something. I'm not really sure, but it is. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Like the budget for the movie was uh, four point five million, and mm. the box office was only like one point two yeah. million. Um, but it was shot in Italy, and um, if it had been shot in America, it would have cost fifteen million. So good thing they didn't. They could have lost more. Yeah, I know. Um, so there's a good side, I guess you can look at it in like a positive aspect. But um, it was shot at uh, the Dino Cita, uh, where they shot dolls and. Um, uh, the dolls and From Beyond were both shot at the same time, and I believe uh, From Beyond came out the year after Dolls, 
And, um, but yeah, so the Dino Sita, we've talked about it before in the Dolls episode, like it was constructed by Dino uh, De Laurentiis, who is like the producer of everything. He's like produced like fucking, like 500 fucking movies. Yeah, like, yeah. He had a huge, huge thing going yeah. on. And he actually, uh, the, his company was the one that went bankrupt yeah, like, they, right they, when they, Near Dark came out, because I remember we right, talked about and that. And the government seized the Dino Sita, like the building. And yeah. and then Empire uh, Studios or whatever yeah. uh, took over, and uh, From Beyond was one of the first movies shot there while it was under Empire Studios. Um, dude, can you fucking imagine if you got to just chill in this building where Dolls is being shot, and then you walk around the corner and fucking and like, From oh Beyond God, is right? being like, shot? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Just walking around, like, you know, with, like, all these pivotal, you know, movies the are being made. I know, I know. It's pretty awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah. But, like, it, it's cool that they were able to sort of do, like, two birds with one stone sort of thing, where it's, like, they're taking care of, like, two fucking really awesome movies yeah. that did yeah. fairly well, I guess. For sure. Well, IMDb gives it a 6.7, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 75%. I know that Stuart... Okay, while I was, like, doing my research on this movie, it's funny because, like, me and Morgan were actually talking about this at work yesterday, and we were saying, like, how adorable this group of old men are. Like, Stuart and Brian Yuzna, and, like, they all, like, made these, like, ridiculous fucking absurd movies. Yeah, we were like, look like, at these the, cute Like, they were, like, these adorable, like, old men that were all making, like, at one point of their lives, like, in the 80s, like, 30 years ago, they are sitting there, like, oh, let's fucking make a movie where we have a severed head eat out some girl, and, like, let's put a face in a butt, and, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, and, yeah. like, and they're, like, these adorable, like, old men, and I'm just, like, and, um, it must have been hell for them back then because I know the MPAA um, was really, really strict back then. And so uh, he definitely had an ordeal with them getting an R rating. Um, As they started the movie, um, sorry, as uh, the MPAA said that from beyond had like 10 times too much of everything so he had to make like a bunch of cuts isn't that fucking sad i know i know like what could have but i but i think uh was it mgm released the director's cut on dvd yeah in 2007 2007. and i actually used to have that dvd when i used to bartend at this like dive bar in london called the wick and i used to play it on the tvs like during the day yeah people (laughs) would like walk into the bar and be like um what the (laughs) fuck are you playing and then it got lost there so i i i never got my copy back and that bar got demolished but um but stewart i guess was like looking around um for like he was just like looking around for like extra footage and stuff like that and he happened to find the extra footage and he gave mgm like the uh, authority to release it and then um scream factory released it on blu-ray in 2013 um but i guess like the mpaa their biggest problem with from beyond was the snm there apparently was also a deleted scene of dr pretorius hammering a nail through a woman's tongue. Yeah. But I don't remember that in my DVD, though. But no. I also don't see why that would be so upsetting. The tongue or the S&M? The S&M thing, you know, you can always Because, like, it's like when you... Yeah, like, when you involve, like, sex with no, violence... No, I, I get like that. But the tongue is what I'm saying. I don't understand yeah. why, like... There's you know, there plenty so of movies many... that came out that have stuff like that. Like, really? But in the yeah. 80s? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's, I mean, some other scenes in this movie. Let's talk about fucking Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser was demented. Maybe it was different for England, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Maybe the American MPA were just like it was more strict. 
Maybe it was one of those scenes, like, you know, when they did uh, Cannibal Holocaust and they had to prove that it wasn't real. Like, maybe it looked so real, like this yeah, nail in the tongue they did such bit, a good you job. Know? Yeah. You never know, because, I mean, they're, they did have, uh, oh, I love this. Side note, smoking inside. Doctors? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that his wife, Carolyn uh, Pretty Gordon, like, oh, my God, I think it's hilarious, like, watching doctors... And, like, surgeons, like, fucking yeah. smoking in hospitals. I forget which movie it is. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I know it's a horror movie, but a woman is pregnant, and she's seeing that. Is it in The Fly, where she thinks that she's dreaming about yes. going to and he's yep. got a cigarette or yeah, something? Yeah. Oh, and my like, God. And he's, like, in front of a pregnant woman, and she's, like, busting out pregnant, and he's like... I mean, they had, what was it, like four teams? Yeah, they had like four separate yeah. special four effects teams working teams. on this movie. And that's when you know their priorities are fucking in check. I know. Absolutely. And I love that um, Stuart also hired uh, medical advisors and had mm-hmm. them like on set because he wanted to make sure that the, the medical devices and like um, yeah. were, and like the, the medical procedures were very accurate. Uh, for the movie, and uh, I guess he did that for Reanimator as well. Um, but I love that uh, a lot of the we talked about this actually in our last episode, in the Ghoulies episode. A lot of the special effects, the creature effects, were done by John Carl Boudreaux. JCB, JCB, what? Yeah, he was the one that did the. Uh, he directed Ghoulies three. Yep, and he and did all the he cre- did all the creatures. Yeah, and he also directed uh, my favorite Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. And he also did like some of the uh, effects on Cellar Dweller. Yep, and the, and Troll as well. Yeah. Oh he yeah, and Troll. Trolls. That's right. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch Troll. I know I say this like every single fucking episode. Like, there's too many movies to watch. I just can't even picture. You know, every time you guys mention a movie, I'm sure as all of our listeners are doing, you know, you're like, oh, picturing that creature in your head, like picturing Cellar Dweller and like picturing all this shit. And you guys mentioned Troll, and I just see that old man. I don't remember. Oh no, the old man who looks like the Troll. Remember? Yeah. Yes, but from Rotor. From Rotor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're okay. Right. Like, I'm trying to pick up. I thought you were talking about a, like somebody in Troll. No, no, sorry, yeah. sorry. The Did man just... in Rotor <laughs> looks like one of the trolls in Troll Two. Yeah, it... it is the greatest thing ever. We should fucking post that shit again. Um, oh fuck. Yeah, that was like one of our like most early posts on. I know. On well, and that Witch was the Finger. first time that me and Morgan watched. Rotor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we were. I was like. That's if anyone out there listening knows anyone who looks like any sort of creature can you send us pictures yes we like yes. and like the side by side like send us a picture of the creature and the picture of your friend who looks like this creature because yeah. like i need to see humans that look like monsters. i'm a big fan of creatures and beasts beast beast, beast man <laughs> was it beast man from he-man was his name beast man yeah 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 mm-hmm. and then there's beast master We'll talk about all the you beasts. Know what? <laughs> oh yeah, isn't the address the address of the house in From Beyond is six 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 something? Yeah, right? Benevolent Street. Yeah, that's funny. Like yeah, that. yeah. But look, it's the you guys know the witch house. It's like identical. It looks yeah. so similar, like super similar. There's Ken Forey. I know he's a looking beast. all swamp. he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, he's of fucking beast. tall. I met him. And the photo of me and him together is just absurd because I'm very short. I'm like 5'1". And he, I believe, is like 
Six five. Oh my He's god. He's six five. He towered over me. I was like, oh my god, I is love he, you. Is he wearing a turtleneck in this? Yes, he, he tends is. to wear a turtleneck. Yeah, he, he does. Is. <laughs> right. Yeah, doesn't he wear a turtleneck in Dawn of the Dead as well? He loves he does. That's so funny. Yeah. I never noticed that. That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, speaking about the, uh, are you laughing at Jeffrey or or Ken? The whole situation. Come on. <laughs> He's always like, <gasps> like, I know, right? Shaking He's his so, head. I know. Oh god, I can't wait to get into Jeffrey. He can't wait to get into you. Ooh. I just drink that, but now down. he's like he's obviously like a little older now. And I saw him once at Fan Expo, but I did not approach his table. And funny that I did not because I'm actually one of those people that doesn't really get starstruck but for some reason I did for him I was like fuck I want to go say hi but I don't like I was like what do I do and Kane Hodder did that to me as well on more more than one occasion uh but usually I'm really like when it comes to like actors and directors like I'm kind of like normal like I'm just like oh they're just regular people but when I saw Jeffrey Combs at Fan Expo like I was like oh my god there he is like holy shit I think the only person that would actually make me like insane would be Arnold though like if I ever met Arnold oh my god she'd just like shake and cry I would cry like a picture hands down I would fucking lose my mind touch me Arnold I would love to see you unravel like that I would I would lose it I would lose my mind Uh, back to talking about the special effects um according to brian usna um i guess the production actually ran out of money before the effects um on the finale could be finished so i don't even think that i mean what we see like it that's just what they had to do with the money that they had left um so i wonder like what could have uh what could have been because i I mean it's still like honestly it doesn't look like all of a sudden they ran out of money it doesn't look cheap or anything like that this okay, special, the special effects, effects in great. this movie are fantastic. The yeah. special effects and the lighting. The lighting in this mm, fucking movie yeah. gave me a boner. Like, all the, the pinks and blues together, like, they look phenomenal together. Yeah, well, and the colors in the story are pretty integral to, like, the description. When I was listening, it was very, there was, like, a five-minute period where it literally it was an intense description of the lighting, what was coming out of the machine, the creatures and stuff like that. And it was very, it's very much exactly like what's in the, in the story. That's pretty cool. Um, well, uh, Richard Band, who is Charles's brother, he did the score and he actually won the award for best original soundtrack at Steve's that year. That's cool. And, uh, Albert Band, who is Richard and Charles's father, was a production manager on From Beyond and he also plays a wino movie. (laughs) And I like that like IMDB I think or Wikipedia says wino and the other one says drunk (laughs) (laughs) I love that just overall just being a drunk bum yeah just being a drunk bum and um this I did not know because I actually love this song but the Beastie Boys song Intergalactic yeah. uh, sample the sound of the resonator isn't that something that I saw that fact too and I was like now I need to listen to that song that's again. a great fucking song <laughs> yeah Beastie Boys are fucking great rest in peace so Stuart had obviously he previously worked with Jeffrey and Barbara on uh, Reanimator and um, he had such good uh, working experiences with them that he the reason why he, excuse me, hires like the same group of people in theater as well as movies, um, especially with 
the Lovecraft stories is because he know that um, he knows that it would involve people having to agree to do a lot of weird shit. So he knows that Jeffrey and Barbara had like no problem with anything. And so he knew that they would be like really easy to work with. So it would like they can adapt quickly and it would make like filming go over smoothly. Um, however, I found that kind of interesting because I was doing a little bit of reading about like uh, Jeffrey's experience while making From Beyond, and this is what he said. He said, um, From Beyond was a very difficult movie. It involved a lot of makeup. It was 30 days in that hideous, bald-headed, dog-dick-out-of-my-forehead thing. I hated it. It was so uncomfortable. On the plus side, because it was shot in Rome, they got to spend, like, a glorious, like, eight weeks, like just hanging out in Italy. Right. I guess like the the difficulty for him was that he kind of felt like Charles Dickens where it was one of, it was the best of times, but it was also the worst of times. Uh, then he went on to say that it was a bit frustrating for him to play Dr. Tillinghast because it was very different than playing Herbert West um, because Herbert was a very strong and driven person and those right. are the roles that he's usually used to. Mm. Um, they usually like push the action forward whereas like Dr. Tillinghast was more of a victim. So he felt like some of his skills were taken away from him. So it was like, it was, I find that kind of interesting that like he found it challenging to be tame. That yeah. just goes to show how good of an actor, like an animated, charismatic, like actor he is. Like he's just so good at being completely like into the character and going like the extra mile yeah. of being extreme you know what I mean and like in, well, from this an extreme in both ways but this yeah. is important then because you need to bust out of those characters it's you true. can't play the yeah. same role all the time totally yeah you know yeah and I mean if you and if you do you'll, you mean you get typecast and then eventually it's over even if that's you, what you right? want though even if you want that typecast like he said like he prefers those characters or he of identifies course. with them more or whatever yeah. but still man he I guess you always experience different experience it different from the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Like For sure. we're seeing this like holy fuck. This is like a masterpiece. Like he does such a good job and where he's clearly saying like holy shit that was hard. You guys have no idea. Yeah. So it's like a different experience but like fuck he pulls it off. You can't fucking tell that the totally. man's having a hard he time. He is such a fucking good actor. Um, also, uh, the part where Ken Forey um, is make, makes them this dinner. What the fuck is that? Uh, that I don't know, is, but it looks... It's like it's... Uh, it's, like it? chi- it's like ch- chicken stew and biscuits. Yeah, and that shit it looks, looks the so bomb. good. Like, I can smell the gravy from that pot through the TV. It looks so fucking good. And yeah, I like how he the gives biscuits. them each, like, one. I know, and he <laughs> gives himself <laughs> fucking three. Oh. Well, I mean, he is well, a giant. He's a, yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. Beast man. Yeah. I didn't know this, but there's another movie adaptation of From Beyond. Did you oh, guys see that? I it's did a movie not called a Banshee Chapter. Um, it came out in 2013. It's directed by Blair Erickson, and I believe that's the only movie that he's done. But when I saw the cover of the movie, I was like, oh, that actually kind of looks familiar, but I didn't realize that it was actually an adaptation of From Beyond. Interesting. You know, when I was looking for From Beyond for the audiobook on YouTube, I could have swore that I saw a trailer for that what's it called oh banshee chapter We're, it looks like pin like pin on the cover so oh. familiar i've definitely seen this places uh, i will show you morgan however i get nervous because anything in like 2013 yeah you know what i mean like the, the 2000s kind of scare me sometimes. oh no i've definitely seen 
I've seen it like on the, the shelf the or something. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it reminded me of Pin. But I just if it's if it's a low budget 2013 movie, it's gotta have shitty CGI because that's what 2013. That's what the 2000s are. If yeah, you can't afford good, if you can't afford good CGI, reminds me of a Deep Blue Sea. The CGI in that movie. You shut your dirty mouth. I'm about to break a bottle. (laughs) Holy shit. It is a fun movie. Don't get me wrong. But like that's like bad when it comes to bad CGI. Like that's what it makes me think of. It's like when the shark shark, like eats Samuel Jackson's arm. That's that's a shocking moment. (laughs) And LL Cool J has the fucking bird. LL Cool J this like badass cook. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a... Is it like a, a parrot? parrot? I think or he's got something? a parrot. Yeah. That's so funny. And it's got uh, Thomas Jane, the good-looking Christopher Lambert. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to call him. He was the Punisher at one time, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he was. And he's in, like, every new Stephen he, King. Wouldn't, he's wouldn't not it, as good as I was going to say, wouldn't Punisher, it be great though? if they did, like, a Punisher, like, where they, they both were the Punisher in the movie? Like Thomas Jane and, and Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah. Dolph could And then it turned into ass. a porno. <laughs> oh, my God. That's something I would And then they could bring in the Phantom. Remember when Billy Zane Oh wait, what's oh, that? Remember when Billy, Billy Zane? Zane? Oh sorry, I was thinking of Phantoms. Name. Sorry, I was thinking ah. of the movie Phantoms. Uh, yes, Billy Zane, yes, I remember now. And all those men in So tight? this is what mm. we want. Billy <laughs> Zane, just it Thomas Jane, and Dolph Lundgren need to hook up and make a porn together. Yeah. Boom! Punishers. I that our Punishers! Oh, Punishers! <laughs> Ask Punishers. I really oh, appreciate that all of our I'm male listeners it. just, they grin and bear it Please. through our fucking bullshit. Please. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> oh, I fuck. mean, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, come on. Those are some pretty good looking males. Right? Men you would agree. You men, cannot ad- men would agree. <laughs> they would agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just getting into the juice. Oh, yeah, so the they just turned on the resonator and I love Barbara's glasses, by the way. They're, uh, Remember Delta Burke? Yeah. They kind of remind me of her glasses a little bit. Yeah, I actually, I dig her whole outfit. I know she's, like, very prim and doctorial. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, I I dig it with the high collar and the glasses and stuff. And the pearl earrings. Yeah. It looks like she's, like, about to, like, pull it off, though, and, like, get on top of a car and start whipping her hair. Oh, I know. Like, Tanya Katane and White Snake video. Yes. Oh, she's pushing her bosom against him. Oh my I god, know. Ken Forey is like literally twice as tall as both Dude, of them. Dude, like seriously, when I met him, I my neck hurt like looking at him. <laughs> he's, he's so he's a so tall. Well, the short story of From Beyond has a lot of influence in pop culture. Um, a lot of it I didn't even know, and I'm very surprised that I didn't know. So I broke it down into four categories. Music, uh, sleep, have a fucking song yeah, called mm-hmm, From Beyond. Yep. I had no idea because I'm really I bad. That. Like, I'm really bad for song titles. I'm really good with, like, album titles. That fucking sleep album is, like, pivotal. It's fucking... That it's the fucking shit. album is so good. It definitely reminds me of Gummo. Megan's face is, like, horrified. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Should we watch Gummo one night? That, that is a fantastic movie. Um, and there's a few metal bands that have songs about the short story. There's a band, Massacre. They have an album called From Beyond. Uh, there's a couple death metal bands called Ripping Corpse and Manila Road. They have songs based on the short story as well. For TV shows, Stargate SG-1 and Star Trek 
Next Generation. Oh, yeah. Both have episodes based on the story. And the Next Generation episode was directed by Patrick Stewart. Ooh. Do you have the title of the actual episode? I know that it's like, it's it later on. Like, I'm pretty sure it's in the six. Patrick mm-hmm. I know, and he's going to be fucking reprising his role as Captain Picard in the new Star Trek. Did you see that? No! I did not see that. It, like, was all over the internet that day. No, No, Patrick Stewart is fucking coming back for the new Star Trek, and he's going to be Picard again. Megan is literally (laughs) holding on to the table. She's going to blow the fuck away. She's squirting all over my couch. I... I just made your night. Did I? Wow. I know. You ever watch those porns where girls fuck men bald head? Like they put them inside their vaginas? Like the put the bald head in the their whole vaginas? head. Yeah. You ever no, seen but those? I'm definitely going to look that up. Okay, because I, you know, I wouldn't want to hurt him. I wouldn't want to suffocate him or do anything bad to him. But like, I just, he is, you know what? I should, that's disrespectful. I take that back. No one talks about You're my captain like that. Him. Not even me. <laughs> well, yeah, like in all those pornos where I win. You know I saw you all the heads. Oh, wait, no. I can't. No, I gotta take that shit back. I regret saying You know that. I saw him, though, in real life at that play with Ian McKellen in New York. Forgot. Yeah, that was fucking sweet. I saw... Uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in a play with Billy I can't remember his name but uh, from uh, Watchmen I can't remember his name Um, it was uh, pretty awesome to see those two together because they're like best buds too also we're just like at the part um, I was actually gonna say does Ted Sorrell have a fake butt in this I know Uh, I love the part this part especially when Jeffrey uh, puts his fingers like on yeah. his shoulder and presses down. I love how it like and, his and he face pulls his face off. off. He's just like it doesn't awesome. matter. Um, but okay, so in this part, like with the pink light, like the hair on his shoulders is backlit and it's fucking killing me, man. Yeah. The faraway shots where he's just standing there, like he's all like Back hairy hair. and he's like, oh, but this is this is when it starts to get fucking. I know, badass. and yeah. like when his face splits in two. Fuck, I love, I love the colors and, and like, all the goo that comes out of his Smushing. neck. And, like, holy shit, this is, like, the blob, like, yeah. the blob remake from the 80s. Like, meets the fly, though, like, when his I head know. is splitting and shit. Oh, it's so funny. But then it also, so much. like, it's like a three-way. It's like a really, <laughs> Guys, we're in, we're It's like a really <laughs> sexy three-way because it's like This that, is a sexy-ass movie. Yeah, Whoa. it is. But it's like a it's like a better version, and I hate to say it because this movie is on my uh, five movies I take on a deserted island. But it's better than that scene in Poltergeist, which we've talked about when the the scientist is looking in the mirror and it's oh, face oh I love that I love that fucking off, right? part so it, much. It really reminded me of that. That part fucked with my head when Dude. I was a kid. Like the I'm lighting sure in that one's yeah. really cool too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, the reason why I turned out the way I am is because of that scene from fucking Poltergeist. Really? Oh, she can, Seriously. She can take it all back to that I, point. Oh I will yeah. never forget the first time that I watched that scene. It was during the day with my brother. And my brother was actually just visiting me from Ottawa last weekend. And we were talking about it. And I was like, do you remember the first time we watched Poltergeist? He was like, no. And I'm like, but you remember watching Robot Jaws? <laughs> Like, okay. That's um, like, anyways, like, and the part with the steak and the maggots and, like, yeah, yeah no, that movie Ooh. fucked with me. Um, but also, uh, so, some video games 
uh, that are based on From Beyond, uh, Half-Life and uh, Bloodborne, both involved creatures or aliens from another dimension being visible in our world. And uh, when it comes to books and comic books, um, there's a book called Jennifer's Morgue by Charles Stroff, has the Tilling Ass Resonator in it. And Alan Moore, one of my favorite comic book writers, um, he also did uh, Necronomicon. Okay. That yeah. fucking comic mm-hmm. book is amazing. Yeah. And he also did Swamp Thing. Um, he has another comic called Providence, oh. uh, which is hugely influenced by um, From Beyond. But yeah, okay, well, we have done a Stuart Gordon movie before. We did Dolls. So let's talk a little bit about Stuart. Uh, we don't want to, like, uh, be too repetitive or anything like that, so we'll just go over some, like, basic facts about Some him. of the craziest things that he's done. I know, so, yeah, <laughs> he's a badass, and he's adorable, and his fucking birthday is this weekend. Woo-woo! I looked that up. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty funny that we chose to do From Beyond, like, the same week as his birthday. That's amazing. And he did a lot of, he started out doing theater in the 60s. Him and Carolyn, most adorable couple ever, have been together like since then. So they did a lot of uh, political plays. They did that one version of Peter Pan that got them arrested for obscenity, which is so badass. And that Um, fucking game show where they like pretended to like beat and rape like yeah, like they had the friends. Yeah, like yeah. they had friends pretending to be raped, like in the theater, yeah. just to like stir shit up and get people fucking talking about it. Oh, it definitely stirred. caused a lot of controversy in the theater newspaper <laughs> when he was arrested for obscenity because there was like naked women in his play. The charges were later dropped. He was also a fucking badass. He used to protest um, against the Vietnam War. Um, he was even tear gassed by the Chicago police. There was a lot of riots going on that year um, because it was the year that Martin Luther King and Robert F. Kennedy were both assassinated. So um, him and Carolyn did that Peter Pan play. Mm -hmm. Basically, like he made his own version of Peter Pan, but made the characters based on what was actually going on in the world with war. Um, So the leaders, yeah, man, drugs, man. Yeah, man, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. And that and that story made national headlines with that Peter Pan fucking thing. So it made it put him on the map like that early. I was gonna say like any news is good news. Wait, how's that saying go? Any publicity is good publicity. You know, like, even bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah. It gets your shit out there. For sure. Him and, like, directors and writers like John Waters, like, they have that knack for shock. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. uh, like, Lloyd Kaufman, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, the idea of uh, shock and they turn it into something, like, positive. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah, of course, if it's, like, bad publicity, but guess what? People are fucking talking about it, right? Yeah, so after that, him and Carolyn founded their own theater company in Chicago, and he produced and directed like 37 plays. One of his plays, called Bleacher Bums, was turned into his first made film. It was just like a TV movie. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Joe Mantega's idea to actually make it into a movie, and he is the guy who does the voice for Fat Tony. (laughs) (laughs) where is the monies I would like the monies now (laughs) Um, yeah so him and uh, we definitely have talked about this before in like society episode and the dolls episode but I still love the fact this is just like one of my favorite fucking facts in movie history, the fact that him and Brian Usna and Ed Naha all wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Which is amazing Dude. and like huge Disney movie, like unbelievable. It blows yeah, my mind. I know. Still. I, I just, love it. I love that fact. I wish, imagine, just imagine that they could have written it and been given the rights 
to make it like with their special effects. Well, they did, didn't but they? But I mean, like, it, like if you yes, but then but Stewart if, got sick or something. But it's a it's a Disney. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Oh, like I if know, they had yeah. been able, like under like a different production company, yeah. it, it would have been it's a fucked up. Vi- it would have been very Dude, dark. I watched that movie on shrooms and I dark. couldn't handle it. Like right? I was like, oh, like imagine if they had free reign to do all the fucked up shit. I know that they could have done with that movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a blockbuster and it was a hit, and like I love that movie. It would have been like more of like a Return to Oz kind of vibe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it would have been way more demented and way more dark. And then they had to do the fucking Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, which is like. I never... Oh, wait. No, I did see that in theaters. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Oh, I just remember that the sister wasn't in it and just the brother was. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a teenager and he's, got, like, he's like a nerd and has a crush on like the blonde girl or whatever. It's just not as good. Yeah. That's a movie that I need to revisit. I haven't seen in so... Honey, I Blew Up the No, kids? Honey, honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I yeah, actually I enjoy watching that movie, movie because I watched the shit out of it when I was a kid. And... um. I don't know if you guys remember this, but do you re- did you guys own it when you were yeah, kids? Yeah. Okay, so um, I didn't know. Uh, okay, I, I saw it. I remember did, so. seeing it in the theater, but I oh my I god, didn't I had it. it on VHS when I was a kid. So Megan, Same, yeah. I wonder if you remember this. Do you remember the cartoon that played before the movie? Oh my god, the Roger Rabbit cartoon. Oh god, that fucking cartoon fucked with me on shrooms like so badly uh and also uh the beginning and the beginning was in cartoon was in cartoon so the beginning of honey i shrunk the kids is like a cartoon like where the credits are rolling and that song is like one of my favorite songs ever it's like <laughs> I just remember, yeah. like, the, in the cartoon in the credits, like, the kids are, like, running away, and they're on a pencil sharpener, and the pencil is, like, giant. Because <laughs> that's what I mean, because they're, like, always running away from these really morbid ways to die. Yeah. And, like, if they could Oh, just... shit. Sorry, I just got Sex. distracted. Sex is on the screen. Oh, uh, they're grabbing each other's faces are, uh, quite a bit. Are uh, making out pretty hard. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. Oh, Aww. shit. Are, are Ken at... Forey's missing out. He's I like, know. damn it, nobody invited me to the orgy. No, but you know what? After he's going to show up. Fucking, I know, right? right? Dinner, I'm in some dinner. Biscuits. Get some biscuits. He's going to show up in his thong, though. Yeah. Well, in uh, banana hammock. One little tiny like um, fact about Honey, I Trick the Kids. It was supposed to be called Teeny Weenies. Wow, I'm so and, glad um, But yeah, so I guess what he just. What a horrible name. Yeah. He dropped out because he got sick. Teeny weenies. Teeny weenies. <sighs> yeah. Oh my god, Dr. Pretorius. He's like oh, half, half like fucked up. Like, <sighs> th- this is some awesome Pretorius. body horror shit. Oh, fuck yeah. And like the hand that just shoots out of his like also, slimy, goopy side. I just want to give gratitude to Barbara Crampton for always, like, poor Barbara. Like, it's like Stuart's always putting her in these like terrible situations with creepy fucking old men like i watched reanimator again last night and it's like it's a lot my goodness like and she was like uh wasn't she only like 23 or something 27 when she did reanimator and she's like full naked like full out naked like on the surgery table and this like severed head is like fucking like licking like essentially like like essentially (laughs) legs open oh my god i'm sorry ken forey just like ken forey and his fucking orange orange fucking banana hammock but yeah like she's always got like gross men like being all creepy licking at her and like weird elongated fingers like grabbing at her titties and shit like some et fingers (laughs) like 
It's like the ET porn. I know, right? It's like worse. It's worse. Well, because in the ET porn, it's like seaweed, but this is like slime. (laughs) Oh my God, Ken Forey. No! (laughs) My God. I can't. Also, like the big fucking monster in the basement too totally reminds me of uh, Deadly Spawn. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh my God, I just love the colors in this fucking movie. And so when they wrote it, they thought he's got to be in the tightest underwear. We gotta put it in the But then did they make it worse by making him go in the water and then he gets wet and then you can see his fucking junk. Like, you can see his dick. Did they make it worse or did they make it better? Well, that's a good question. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Part is amazing. I know Dr. Pretorius' head, like, changes into this, like. It's like an ant looking kind of thing. Yeah, creepy mouth. And Ken Forey's still running around in his fucking orange underwear. Why? But I love it at the same oh, time, I though. Know. It's oh, yeah, absurd, the giant mouth, great. like, starts eating Barbara's head. Like, that shit is fucked up, actually, when you think about it. Like, if you were in that situation. I, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 yeah. uh, So nope. just a little fact about Dr. Pretorius. Um, that character is, the name is based on uh, Dr. Frankenstein's former teacher. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Right, neither did I. Who, like... Brought him into the dark side. Yeah, man. Uh, so that is a fucking sweet reference. I thought that was pretty cool. And all I can think, because like I've had a beer and it's been a day, is you know, you know, a uh, notorious big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. 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 Notorious. Oh my god! <laughs> <That's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, imagine they made this movie in 3D. It would like be like oh my on the forehead. And Forey oh dick popping out of the god. screen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck man. Like, okay, I wonder whose idea it was. Did he just think like, oh, what a great idea. I'll just wear my orange fucking speedo. But that's what I mean. Like when they wrote it, where they're like, yeah, he's this gotta This is be why I want to sit down with these men and just have a conversation with yeah, them and be like, like, excuse me, can you please tell me why? Me, were you guys on acid when you were making these movies? But it's like shocking, right? Yeah. So I've definitely got a reaction out of us. I know. <laughs> Shit. I 30 years think... later, I'm still screaming about it. When we were just talking about, uh, you know, the shock value of the movies um, back in the day, because these were mainstream movies. There are shock value movies than the in the 2000 that we've talked about, like Serbian film and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Greasy Strangler. Greasy Strangler. But let's talk about like <laughs> mainstream, because this was in the theater. Right? Mm. Like, I feel like the closest, and I'm gonna fucking hate myself for saying this, but the closest attempt at this, like, shock value thing in our recent history has been, like, fucking M. Night Shyamalan with his, like, surprise endings, yeah. like, got you That's, endings. like, in the theater, you mean? That's that's mainstream. Yeah. 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 We just don't have these directors who were, again, mainstream in the theaters, like, pushing the boundaries. I guess, like, a lot of movies, uh, newer horror movies that are very shocking, like Greasy Strangler and, like, even like Terrifier like those are in select theaters and like film festivals and stuff like that whereas like mainstream movies man like seriously that's why I don't go to the movies like there's really not that many movies that get me like geared to want to go pay 20 bucks to fucking sit in front of like people that won't shut the fuck up you know what I mean it's like yeah I can't get high I can't have a ton of beers and like I uh yeah like it's like if it's worth it like I I will definitely go like I'm gonna go see Suspiria and like I'll go see the new Predator movie and stuff like that but yeah when it comes to these new movies like terrifier like terrifier wouldn't have been playing in like silver city in the mall you know what i mean well i just think now that it seems like you know like big production houses that are making these movies like production companies they just 
think that the general public is dumb. Like yeah, they, they make these like horror movies like I don't know, like any of the like the newer like if even like remaking person, the fucking poltergeist and shit. Yeah, says, I know. Well the conjuring's my favorite horror movie. Like get the Yeah, fuck. like stuff like that. But it's like it's almost insulting to the general population. It's like they they think that they need to have these like it's like almost like cheap scares. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that people now are so desensitized. And movies like Terrifier, for instance, are able to do better because we have more media by which to consume these movies. Like, and you I don't have like to just the go the to the theater to see a movie And, like, um, the audience that we are a part of, like, in the actual, like, you know, horror community are the ones that appreciate the judgments and, like, reception from. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's like... There's still, like, a lot of movies that have come out, like, in the past, like, 10 years that didn't make it to, you know, Silver City or anything like that, like, mainstream theaters, but people fucking love them, and I feel like the people that made them appreciate that a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, still pushing towards, like, making, like, more independently made movies and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, I mean, it is unfortunate that they're not making, like, millions of dollars or anything like that. Like, they're not, like, the Marvel movies or anything like that, but it's not about the money, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, all these newer movies movies coming out in the past like few years it's building it's building our community like much yeah. bigger whereas like yeah we don't give a shit about fucking going to pay like twenty dollars to go see like the newest like whatever guardians of the galaxy movie and like all that stuff you know what i mean like i'm more interested in buying the movies that i support like buying the blu-rays and like buying yeah. the dvds and stuff like that you know yeah. what I mean? and like it will continue to encourage like these filmmakers to keep making more and then like when they appear at conventions and stuff like that they meet people it's like you know what i mean like that's that's what i feel like it's more about that yeah um, we're lucky ooh, to live we're lucky to live in a, in this time that we do now because back in the 80s it really was only the theater or buying a vhs that you yeah. could support a movie you know yeah. what I mean? And so now it's like you can buy it online. You yeah. can, you know, they didn't have cons back then. They didn't have all this stuff. So. Well, there was the Fangoria con like back in the 80s. Yeah. I guess. That was pretty, but it was like only in LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Barbara has the uh, the dominatrix outfit She's on She's getting right wild. Now. She sold it at a yard sale. What the? I know, right? Yeah, like, she sold this at a yard sale. I tried sale. looking for how much she sold it for and I couldn't it find it. It was probably like 20 bucks or like, some right? shit at a yard sale, right? Do you guys want to talk about a little bit about Stewart's movies, and then we can get into all the other fantastic people in this yeah, movie. Yeah, um, Okay, well, we won't spend too much time because, like, we already talked about Stewart's movies and the Dolls episode. So quickly, obviously, Reanimator, uh, amazing, amazing fucking movie. I love that movie so much because obviously it is an incredible movie. But I also appreciate little things about it. Like I watched it again last night, and I find it hilarious when he has the fake head on and it's like just the mannequin like the medical like mannequin head and he's like walking around and he's like got like one eye <laughs> and like the security guard is like when he's like about to like walk into the morgue and he has like his head in the bag and the security guard's like oh is that you doctor and he's like yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like slapstick and then like i also love the part like the fact that in the reanimator when um david gale's office the window to like Barbara's uh, dad who's like dead and reanimated in his like the insane room that's like the padded walls the the two-way mirror window leads like straight into his office it's like I'm gonna sit and do my work eight hours a day in my office while I watch this crazy guy <laughs> fucking going ape shit like all day it's like why would the window lead directly into his office <laughs> I love that 
But yeah, so Dolls, obviously, we love that movie. Teddy! <laughs> uh, Castle Freak. Castle yeah. Freak. Amazing. Fucking that love is a great that movie. fucking movie so much. Um, Dagon. That Dagon movie is sick. gives so me a good. fucking boner. I love that fucking movie. Fish people. That fucking movie is incredible. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's like Night of the Living Dead except with fish people instead of zombies. And Fortress. I fucking love Fortress. Fortress Have you seen it, Megan? Because you love Christopher Lambert, no, right? Yeah. You're Fortress taking it home the tonight. One that I, oh, shit. It's it awesome. I, I have love, a copy I love, of it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh, I'm waiting. Ah, I love yeah, it. I, I love it. Well, I uh, recently, just the other day, fucking watched uh, Robot Dogs. Yeah, I watched Robot yeah, Dogs, too. Fun. It was oh my very god, fun. that movie is so much fucking fun. I loved it. Um, also, another Stuart movie that has been on my radar for so long, I still haven't fucking seen it, is Space Truckers. Still haven't fucking seen that movie. I can't find it anywhere. I'm sure it's on Amazon, but I'm like, ugh. You know it's going to be good, because when I was looking at it, it was like, obviously, you know, there's lists of movies on Rotten Tomatoes by certain directors, and I was like, hey, I want to find like the best and the worst, and in the category of the worst is definitely yep. that fucking Space movie. Truckers. Space I know, truckers, with Dennis yeah. Hopper, Stephen Dorff. And oh, when I saw Dennis man. Hopper, I was just like, oh, shit. I want to watch it ah, so badly. Shit. Barbara's in it too, I'm pretty sure. And um, he also did uh, Pit and the Pendulum, and Lance, Lance Henriksen is in that one. And there's a couple movies of uh, Stuart that uh, of Stuart's that I haven't seen yet, and it's the Masters of Horror series. Yeah. And the Dreams in the Witch House and the Black Cat. Yeah. And I've seen. never seen them. And I always find Dreams in the Witch House like on DVD, like in stores, and I just like never get it. So I'm just gonna get it next time. Oh, might as well. But yeah, he also wrote um, a bunch of ER episodes and <coughs> Body Snatchers with uh, Billy Worth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Billy Worth. You're like, <laughs> and uh, he also wrote The Dentist. Yes. Which was directed yes. by Brian Usna. That's a silly movie. I enjoy. That's it. another one that I was sad to see got a, a really low rating on the on the oh. tomato the meter. I like it. Right? It's, en- it's enjoyable. I'm- it's enjoyable. I really like it. I've definitely watched a lot worse. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. He also produced and directed for Reanimator the musical. Oh, nice. Oh, and George Wendt is in yes. it, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it did, like, like it did really, really well. It played to, like, sold out houses, got rave reviews, standing ovations for six months straight. That's awesome. Which is pretty awesome. So Reanimator is also a musical. Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah, that's adorable. God. Okay, well, we've talked about Barbara before, and she plays Dr. McMichaels, and apparently the studio executives did not want her to be cast. Right? Yeah, they thought she was too young. Because they were like, she's too young to play a psychologist. That but Stuart was like, uh, like ageism. Right? Ageism. Ageism, that's right. Fucking yeah, Stuart was Don't like, no. Barbara cramped in her style. I know. Uh, right? Well, I still love the fact that she did a lot of research for her character in uh, Young and the Restless. And I watched a video of uh, uh, Leanna Love on uh, Young and the Restless. Oh, you did? Yeah, man. She was, seriously, actually, you know what? I know Barbara did a lot of, like, soap operas, like, before she did horror. And then left horror and then went back to soap operas and then came back to horror. But, like, her role in Young and the Restless is, like, some of the best fucking acting that I've seen her do. Like, she, that character was psychotic, so she did a lot of research on personality disorders. Mm. Her character in that show is phenomenal. Like, she goes ape shit in that fucking show. But yeah, her first role was a very small part in Body Double. That's a great fucking Brian De Palma movie. Yeah, her dad was a carny, so... Which is amazing, so she traveled a lot. Yeah, she got to, like, travel with the the fucking circus when she was growing up, which is pretty fucking cool. Like, not a bad way to start your life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. When I read that, I was like, 
like you, you always read about shit like that and you're like, oh, fuck, someone successful grew up in that environment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like dancing yeah. around and living the cunning It life. makes me think of that show, Carnival. Did you ever watch that show? Uh, yeah, it really creeped me out. That man. show was fucking awesome. Yeah, it really creeped me out. And I love Clancy Brown, so I'll watch anything with him. Yeah, so she dated John DeLancey, which I love because he plays Q in Star Trek. Ooh. And uh, I love that she did Playboy the same year that From Beyond came out. You know what? And I didn't look those pictures oh, up. Dude, you mentioned look that them I should. Up. Yeah. Like, they're awesome because they're, like, horror-related. Yeah. There's, like, one where she's, like, in a bathtub and there's, like, zombies, like, crawling and stuff. That's it's, fucking It's cool. fucking sweet, man. Like, good for her. Um, but, yeah, she... We also did Chopping Mall. So yep. she's in yeah. Chopping Mall. Yeah. And uh, she's also in Castle Freak. She has a a very small part in Transfer 2 with my boyfriend, Tim uh, Thomerson. She's also in uh, Robot Wars, which is the sequel to Robot Jocks um, that was directed by Albert Band. Yeah, there's a sequel. Oh, yeah, that's shit. right. <laughs> oh, shit. I know. And uh, she has a very, uh, she has a cameo in the first Puppet Master, and I have heard nothing but great things about the new Puppet Master. And I am not huge into those movies, but it's The Littlest Reich or whatever, and it's yeah. out soon. It's out very soon, and Fangoria, like, made it. And I've heard, like, great things about it. It's probably going to be really entertaining. Yeah. I'd check it out. Yeah. For sure. Oh, definitely. It's I'd not the new it. Hellraiser. Uh, I still haven't seen that. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurt you real bad. Just to talk about it, for sure. Yeah. We'll need lots of alcohol. Um, But her and Jeffrey are both in this movie that I need to fucking get my hands on. And it's called Pulse Pounders. That is... is, Okay, it's the sequel for... What's it called? I fucking need this movie. Okay, one of my favorite fucking anthology movies is The Dungeon Master and it's a fucking sequel to The Dungeon Master and I've never even heard of it and I was doing some research and I was like, Pulse Pounder? It's an anthology and one story, the one that Barbara and Jeff are in is a Lovecraft story and the other story is a sequel to Trancers and the other one is a sequel to Dungeon Master. Like I was like, what? How have I never heard or seen this movie? Yeah, like I, I, it's never ever crossed I fucking need to My get path. that fucking movie. Pulse Pounders. The name yeah, is a little weird. Bit. I know, I know, right? I yeah. know. That was full moon, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit cheesy. She's a babe. She's a babe. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Like, seriously, that bitch fucking looks exactly the same now. Like, she's yeah. turning 60 this year, and she looks amazing. That, she's fucking bathing in virgin's blood. Yeah, I mean, when I when I saw her in um, Beyond the Gate, I was just like... She looks amazing. And she's got this... Like, she's got this, like, allure. And especially because her character in that movie is a, is a movie within a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's her character. And, like, she just look She looks out of the TV 
And it's like the sexiest thing. It's like creepy it's and cre- sexy at the same oh time. Oh my god. I know. The I way know. that she did that role was like madness. Yeah. And her She's voice. basically like the sexy Ooh. gatekeeper. <laughs> I am the, the gatekeeper. sexy gatekeeper. <laughs> no, she like, yeah, I uh, definitely one of my inspirations. Like, um, we talked I want about this what in, she's um, been taken. Dude, seriously, like, um, I look up. I love. I look up to a lot of uh, women who are in their fifties and sixties and still look amazing with no plastic surgery. And it's all you know, just eat well, take care of yourself, like exercise, and, and who are like, still dedicated to the genre. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some people hit an age. You know what I mean? Like. I- you know, Eddie Murphy is doing family movies now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like some some actors hit an age and they're like, man, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm gonna make bullshit family movies. Yeah, like movies. she did leave horror for a while, and then and she then came back, back and she made it completely. And now she's like, she's banging yeah. fucking movies out like crazy. Like, yeah. um, like other than Beyond the Gates, like You're Next. I oh loved my that god, that was awesome. Her kills, character the kills in that movie also give me a boner. And did you see We Are Still Here? You know, I haven't. I heard it was good. I have not, though. She plays, like, a very sad uh, character in that movie, but it's creepy as fuck, though. I actually really liked it a lot. But she's in this new movie, I like, because I follow her on Instagram. I forgot what it was called. I'm sorry. But she plays a very, like, evil character in this new movie that she's plugging. Because she always plays this, like, quasi-evil, not-her-fault character. Mm. Like, she's she has evil moments in this movie, right? But it's not her fault. Yeah. yeah, like, like kind of possessed. She a does some bit. crazy shit, but it's yeah. not her fault. Yeah, yeah, she always plays the victim, so it'd be kind of interesting to this new movie. Yeah, like she's apparently like uh, like evil as fuck in it. Like I yeah, saw a, like be, a little like teaser really cool. on her on her Instagram, and I was like, uh, give me some of that fucking fountain of youth uh, water you're drinking. Right? There. Fuck that. Yeah. So I like how he's got a butthole in his forehead right now. I know, right? Oh. It's still hot. Still Amen. hot with a butthole in his forehead. It's um, Tilling Gast vision right now. Yeah. <laughs> this also <laughs> reminds me in Rotor. Oh, when he like, changes into that filter. Yeah, and, like the filter reason. that he can see into the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Also, Barbara is being strapped down in this and reanimator. Oh, they're going to give her the... Fucking electro electroshock. This, this should... reminds me of Return to Oz. At the beginning of Return to Oz, when they're about to give her the electroshock. I don't remember that. Really? Ever. And then that's when like the power goes out, oh, and then she escapes, and then it just it goes to Oz, and then it begins. Okay, and then it you know, I that that shit. You want to talk about horror? To me, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is probably the scariest movie. Uh, have you guys I've seen only it? seen that once, actually. Because he's not crazy, and they give him electroshock therapy, and then they give him a fucking lobotomy. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, being forced, being tied down, and people doing things to your body in a non yeah. rapey way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, the scariest fucking thing. And, like, other people telling you what you are, and you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm not yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, but you are crazy. Y'all you're don't like, know me. You're not, no, I'm not crazy. But then if everyone else thinks you're crazy, and you're the only one who doesn't think you're crazy. Yeah. You're getting fucking shocked, bitch. Lobotomies uh, always make me think of uh, Pie, the movie Pie. Oh. Shut your dirty mouth. Ma- we don't talk about that. Movie. I went there. We don't talk. Give about like I'm gonna give myself a fucking lobotomy. When at the end of the movie, it's like spoiler alert. <laughs> I know. That's all I remember actually. Whoa. It's math and lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Megan is, like, honestly bummed out. Fuck that movie. Okay, fine. Shock value director. That guy who did Requiem for a Dream and Pie. Yeah. That guy. Oh, is that the same guy? Yep. I rewatched Requiem for a Dream recently, and that movie is fucked up, too. Like, what the fuck? It just gets worse and worse. Ass to ass. Oh, my God. I know. Why? (laughs) You're the one that's talking about fucking, like... I know, I was fuck Patrick. <laughs> You're right. No, wait. That was me. <laughs> about the threesome of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Morgan, Morgan, what were you and I talking about the other day? Oh, yeah. Uh, if I were to... I would eat Oprah's pussy, I think, if she asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I would. I think I would. For like a cool million of Oprah's If money? Oprah was like... You know what? For a million dollars? Let me tell I you. I eat ass. But, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need Oprah for a million bucks. For a million dollars? Fuck yeah. Some Oprah anus? Let me tell you something. Like, Oprah is so rich. I bet you she is, like, clean everywhere. She, like, rubs herself in gold every morning before she fucking gets yeah, out of bed. Yeah, like a bath, it, like a bath full of fucking gold and Yeah, like, she literally shit. is probably, like, bleached asshole fucking, like, everything's trimmed up perfectly. Yeah. It would be, be great. Or she's that kind of rich, you know, where you're so rich that you don't have to give a fuck. She's hairy as fuck, dirty as fuck, yeah, yeah. like nasty. Stedman like... eats that pussy. He fucking puts a snorkel gear on yeah. and just dives there's right like, in. There's like <laughs> lollipop sticks in there. It's like <laughs> candy corn, like taking out tubes and shit. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. So fuck. That's the richest pussy I ever talked oh, about. Oh, I know. Seriously, though, yeah. Also, uh, we just passed by the scene where Jeffrey sucks Carolyn's eyeball out, and I love, awesome. I love that fucking scene a lot. I wonder how much pressure it actually would take to suck an eyeball out. Um, a lot, a lot. The fucking cord that's attached to your eyeball is very fucking strong. Yeah, um, I wonder about that. Also, I think it's hilarious that Stuart, like all the movies that Carolyn has been in, Stuart has killed her in Yeah, every he loves yeah. casting yeah. and then yeah. cast her. her in. Um, that's fun though. Yeah, she's also in uh, Reanimator. And Robot Jocks and Fort- uh, Fortress, I believe she just does a voice, but she's also in Castle Freak and Space Truckers. Is she in Dolls as well? Uh, she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, in, she's dolls in Dolls as well. Yeah, she's the mom. Yeah. That, like, she's, like, super stuck up. Yes. Yeah, and um, her character in From Beyond is Dr. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Block or Blotch, mm. but Dr. Blotch is named after Robert Block, who is the author of the novel, which Psycho was based on, and who was also a friend of H.P. Lovecraft. Interesting. Fun facts. Fun fact. I love that they source from, like, literature and so many other places, like, for just even, like, character names and stuff. It's really for fun. For sure. You know what I love also? Okay, like, <laughs> earlier when I was saying how Stuart, like, always works with, like, the same group of actors, like, for a reason, like, because he knows that they're willing to do, like, weird shit, and also because, like, when he had that same experience in theater like he knows what people are like willing to do and all that stuff but I also feel like uh, a lot of like Stewart's movies all the actors are great there isn't like a like a weak link at all like every single fucking actor in all of his oh there's the drunk there's fucking Albert Band the winnow the wino Anyways, I agree with you. He, uh, they always yeah, have like a it's really like solid the, team. The group of actors that he casts in all of his movies are all fantastic fucking actors. And, like, I want to talk about Ted Sorrell for a little bit. Uh, we mentioned earlier that his uh, character's name was Frankenstein's. 
a teacher's name, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, but he is also fucking phenomenal in this movie too. Like he's so creepy. Yeah, he's like very, he's very amazing. Unnerving. And um, so Ted Sorrell unfortunately passed away eight years ago of Lyme disease. Yeah, complications Whoa. from Lyme yeah, disease. Yeah, it was complicated. Like, because I know people disease. can survive with it. Like Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill has it and she's married to one of the guys in BC Boys and uh, she has it and she has to live with it and a lot of people do survive from it but if it's like there can be complications then like if it goes untreated like you can die from it which is like pretty crazy that it all stems from bacteria from a tick bite that shit right? fucking creeps me out. Yeah. So you like, got that, that crazy. shit for life when you get it? Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. unget it. And you're always tired. You're always sore. You're like oh, always in pain. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it ends up being sort of like, like, an, uh, like a, an immuno like right, kind like, of thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. But um, one of the most interesting facts about Ted Sorrell is his uncle is Jack Pierce, who was the head of the Universal Makeup Department and did the makeup for Boris Karloff and Frankenstein and The Mummy. He did the makeup for Lon Chaney Jr. in The Wolfman, uh, Bella Lugosi in Dracula, Claude so, Rains in The Invisible Man. His IMDb credits, yeah, man, every single yeah, fucking monster all the Universal, Universal was fucking Ted Sorrell's uncle. Like he, like he owned the fucking makeup department at Universal, like in yeah. the 30s and 40s and 50s, and like he, his IMDb credits are like insane like over like 150 credits it's fucking crazy yeah and like he he single-handedly revolutionized makeup in movies and the way that it was applied like i i read uh, an article was it bloody disgusting that posted yeah uh, a, like a really in-depth article about uh jack pierce and i read the whole thing and i was it was actually really captivating like just talking about all of his techniques and like a lot of the stuff that he was doing was like unheard of at the time yeah he changed the entire face of movie making in terms of makeup and special effects it's uh, pretty cool yeah at a time when they didn't really have a lot of or the kinds of resources that we do now. Yeah, you know? I, I read that yeah. he was unhappy with, is it silicon? Like, I'm not really sure. But for um, the uh, Lon Chaney Jr. and the Wolfman, like, he wasn't happy with the prosthetic of the nose. The nose and the face, yeah. Um, like, because of, like, you could see the seams and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's like, and every single picture of Jack Pierce, if you Google it, he's so serious. Yeah. And, like, every single fucking photo. But, like, there's phenomenal pictures of him online, like, of him, like, doing the makeup, like, on Boris Karloff. Like, it's fucking crazy that yeah. that, I did not know that he was um, Ted Searle's uncle. Yeah, actually, you know what's funny about Jack Pierce too is whenever he went to work and applied makeup he put a doctor's uniform on like if yeah, you notice that he I was know. always wearing the same like yeah. white like doctor's like yeah. turn of the century uniform he would put that on and apply the makeup I love that like yeah. a lab yeah. coat yeah, yeah you should google it it's pretty fucking sweet sexy whenever his little like penis penis comes out of his butthole <laughs> he like <laughs> I know, like he's like oh, in a trance. I know. Oh, yeah. And he tries to suck her so eyeball. Creepy. I know. God damn it, I love him. Well, before ah! I get into Jeffrey. Oh, and I love when Barbara fucking like bites it bites off. Bites it off. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Ted Sorrell, he hasn't been in a ton of stuff, but he was also in Basket Case 2. He was in a few TV episodes, like he was in a few episodes of Law and Order. He was also in an episode of Deep Space Nine and Matlock and uh, Wings. Yeah! Steven Weber. Wings. Oh my god. Steven, Steven Weber. Weber. Uh, we're at the point in the movie where Ken Forey died. 
Yeah, he but did. He did. Um, but we can talk about Ken Forey. So obviously, um, I love that his name is Bubba and he's a detective. Oh my god! <laughs> like let's Bubba the detective. Come on. And um, he obviously like everybody knows him from Dawn of the Dead, wearing them fucking turtlenecks. Yeah. He's also in the remake as well. And I actually I uh, didn't know that he also the line that when there's no more room in hell, the, the dead will walk the earth. Like he did that line in both. He said it in the original That's and awesome. the remake. It's fucking iconic. It and, is. Oh, yeah, for sure. So other than the fact that he's a giant, um, <laughs> he also has his own festival in the UK called Forry Fest, Fest, which is adorable. So and there's only been three, I believe. There yeah. was one in 2007, one in 2009, and one in 2013. And um, this is adorable. I'm a big fan of Shaun of the Dead. And the oh, store, yeah. I didn't know this, the store that Shaun works at is called Forry electronics oh that's precious i had no idea a shout out that, that is so that cool that fucking movie still is still fucking awesome till this day like i love that movie and um yeah so his first gig was on an episode of general hospital but his first movie role when he was 28 was a movie called The Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings. And it was actually quite controversial because it was based on the book about African-American baseball players during a time of racial segregation. Interesting. And um, it also stars Billy D. Williams, oh, that's James Earl nice. Jones, oh, Richard shit. Pryor. Oh, my God. Oh, I bet you it's fucking amazing. And Steven Spielberg was actually supposed to be a producer on it, but he got too busy working with Jaws. Um, but yeah, More like, it's one of those, like, pivotal movies, yeah. like, in, like, black history, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's, I, I'm very interested in watching it. Um, he's also in that fucking movie, Night Riders, that... Fuck, I know! Uh, I'm okay. sorry for Ed all, Harris, I'm sorry, I know, Ed. yeah, with your boyfriend, Ed Harris. I'm sorry to all the George Romero fans out there that love this movie, but me and Morgan tried to watch it. Oh, we tried to watch, to watch it. it, we had to turn like, it off, it's it so off. rotten. I'm sorry. It's, it's like, like jousting with motorcycles, it's, with Ed Harris, it's really bad. I like, couldn't really watch it, bad. I was like, uh... I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, it had like a weird, like medieval, but also With Mad Max kind of like. And it sounds like it would be awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. maybe I'll give it another shot though. Maybe I'll get, make it. I'll give it another yeah. shot. Maybe but I mean, we're just in a bad, like not the right night writers. Yeah, yeah, night writers. Yeah, it's like one of the only Romero movies that I hadn't seen, and we tried to watch it one night, and I was like, we just weren't into it. Yeah, like, we just shut it off. That but also sounds like a porn. Just it, so you know, yeah, is yeah, I know. it pre or post Creep Show? Which Ed Harris? It's eighty one, I think is when it came okay. out. So, so maybe like the year before. I was going to say, it's kind of yeah. like the same, exact same era. Yeah. So Megan is intrigued. Because that's a sexy time. For Ed Harris. For, that's a sexy <laughs> that's time, sex for, time for that's a sexy time for Ed Harris. You know, <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, but oh, it's man. actually kind of funny that Ken Forey is in Knight Riders because he's uh, an avid motorcyclist. Well, and that actually might have been part of the reason why they even wanted him to be in the movie. Because yeah. he was like, was yeah, a, I'll get on that fucking, it was I'll get on that hog. Get on your bikes and ride! Um, yeah. He also was in Death Spa, Fuck which yeah, was Death one of our Spa. fucking early episodes. I Death Spa. I'm sorry, but like that movie is awesome. It has everything. It has 80s attire, 80s aerobics, sexy asparagus, like fucking Ken Forey's jacket. Like the, the, oh, his outfit yeah. alone. His outfit. Yeah. Zombie fish. 
I can just say, go on. I like it's crazy. I love that movie. If you guys Death haven't seen nice. Death Spa, you need to stop what you're doing immediately yeah. and watch Death Spa. It's so entertaining. We did an episode on Death Spa. I believe that was like one of our first episodes. It was. Like, it, it was, was like, like probably in three the first or ten. Yeah, yeah. Like it was very very early on. I love that movie so much. Um, also, Ken Forey is in Phantom of the Mall. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with I that because that shit is love hilarious. That movie, one of Polly Shore's like first movies, it is awesome. I just love any any movie that takes place in the eighties in the mall, and he's also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. I actually really enjoyed I, that I was one. Say I like that one. I like it a lot. I, I like. I know a lot of people give me slack for this, but I like the sequels better than the first one. I understand the importance of the first one but it doesn't mean it's entertaining it's a boring like the second one and the third one better. because they're because they're, they're like fun. they're fun that's the they're thing fine the, the and you script, can't go wrong with dennis hopper the script is more enjoyable which is why i want to watch space truck <laughs> right yeah but the scripts in in the sequels are more enjoyable the script in the first texas chainsaw is so blah it's like, like a little dry yeah you know i mean and i've said it before and you guys give me shit because i know you fucking hated it uh the the remake for Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I not, did not. I didn't. Like I'm not it. saying I liked it. Yeah. But it made me cry. I, I did remember the part where I was he was really like disturbed. Jesus or whatever, mm. and I cried. And I was like, but the new beginning I heard was good. So I tried watching it. Um, I turned it off not because it was bad. Uh, I just wasn't. I I was expecting because I heard it was good, right? So I heard it was like this great movie, and I was watching it. And I was like, this is okay. But it wasn't, I don't know, mm. it wasn't It wasn't like, captivating you the way that you thought it was It was almost to. like, like people whose favorite horror movie is The Conjuring were like, this movie's so yeah. fucking good. Mm. Well, I watched That's the one that came it. out after that as well. Um, the, the I think it's just called text, like Chainsaw, I don't know. I can't <laughs> keep so track. Many. There's so, there's there's, so there many. There is one that came out like three years ago and I watched it and I was like, eh, it's a movie. Wait, maybe that's the one I saw. The one where he's a kid is It's what got I saw. the girl from um, Baywatch, like the new Baywatch. And, um, is Stephen Dorff in it? Or am I thinking? Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. the one. I've seen that one. Okay, then that's not the one I watched. Um, okay, it's, I mean, it's a movie. but It's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I appreciate what Texas Chainsaw Massacre did for the horror genre yeah. but i personally i just i personally like the second one better because it's just more my style it's like it's fun and i love everyone in it carolyn williams like dennis hopper yeah. um mm-hmm. like super fun. Uh, yeah like every like bill mosley like everybody is so entertaining in that movie but um yeah so ken forey is also in the dentist and um he's also done a lot of tv as well um he's God, done a lot of tv actually so yeah. TV. yeah um he was in tj hooker um he's also in the a team um he's also in knight rider with the hoff uh so wait He's in Knight Rider and, and Knight, Knight Riders. Riders. Yes. Okay. Yeah, two very different things. Um, he's also in Beauty and the Beast oh, with fucking Ron Perlman as the oh, cat. Oh, the cat beast. Yeah, the so cat beast. So many beasts in this episode. Beast man. <laughs> and um, he was in Family Matters. Uh, he was also in Quantum Leap. That's fucking awesome. Fucking love Quantum Leap. And Cheers, Dallas, Matlock, and X-Files. Oh, fuck yeah. He also um, apparently was on a Nickelodeon show, too, called Keenan and Kel, 
which I have no idea. But he apparently had, like, uh, he was, like, a main character called Roger Rockmore on the Nickelodeon television sitcom. I don't know. Interesting. So it was, like, a kid's show? I guess, yeah. Must and that been, was, like, yeah. early 2000s. I think it was, like, 2001 to uh. 2005 or something like that. Yeah, he was, like, a main guy in it. I don't know. I don't watch Nickelodeon. I don't no, know. I I don't know. Nickelodeon. I'm not a fucking moron. Oh, okay. Okay. They'll... Yeah, actually, they're kids. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid kids. All right, well, it's time. It is time. It's time. It's time. I've had two and a half beers. Um, and her pants are off, so it's time oh, to talk oh about God. Jeffrey Combs. It's, it's time to talk about Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> loved this man ever since I was a fucking child. I love him so much. So I just want to say he's like the most adorable man on this planet and one of the best fucking actors. Like I have to emphasize this. Not, I mean, I'm obviously a little biased um, because I've had a crush on him since I was a little kid and I've seen a lot of like his horror movies and being like an avid like horror fan. But as like a movie lover, in general, I have to say that he is a great fucking actor. Yeah. He is yeah, like he is. one of the yeah. fucking greatest actors ever. When I seriously like sit down and have conversations about movies in general, about like this person's a great actor, or, like this person's, you know, like amazing in this movie, I always think of him. I always fucking think of him. He's just so talented. And, um,. So a little bit of history about him. So his parents' names, this is adorable, are Jean and Eugene. Jean and Jean. His parents' names are Jean and Jean. Isn't that fucking adorable? Oh my god, Um, that warms my heart. I know. He attended the Pacific Conservatory of Performing Arts in Santa Maria. Then he took the Professionals Actors Training Program at the University of Washington. Um, He did a bunch of theater that is quite apparent in his style of acting. Oh yeah, totally. When you watch him in a movie, you're like, that guy did theater. He is a thespian. He is, for sure. And, um... He did a lot of theater acting in playhouses, and then he got his first minor role playing a drive-in theater teller in a movie called Honky Tonk Freeway. Um, but then he got his first major role in the movie Frightmare, and I have that movie on VHS, and he is so fucking cute. I know I'm going to say this, like... Um, I'm not sure, maybe like early 20s, I want to say. But like. So he wasn't like, he didn't start acting in his like young years. Like he wasn't like a child. Well, he graduated like college first. So I'm assuming he was probably in his 20s. But I have Frightmare on VHS and his, I know I'm going to say this about him in like every movie, but he's so fucking cute in Frightmare. He, there's like this one part when they're at like a dinner table and he, he does this laugh and he's like. (laughs) You, it might be. Maybe because I just watched it, but you sound like that fucking gremlin. <laughs> oh, Lenny? Lenny? Like the guy with the bug eyes? Yeah, yeah that's so funny. Man. Oh my god, yes. So, Frightmare um, has like a super iconic cover. Like, yeah, that's it's one like of those covers that you have seen a million shit. times. Oh, you just posted that picture, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's some that's like cool. video store nostalgia. There's just like yeah. the on one, the there's one pivotal scene of Jeffrey and Frightmare where he's like at the dinner table and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cute. Um, so he's been in five movies based on Lovecraft stories. Um, his wife 
Alice Cadigan, um, she is Pam in Night of the Creeps. Um, she's at the beginning in the black and white scene when she's on the date. That's um, cool. So the couple in the car at the very beginning of the movie, she's the woman. And she's also the hotel clerk in Beverly Hills Cop. So I love I the watched Beverly that scene. Hills Cop movies. And it's like the part where Eddie Murphy goes to the hotel and pretends to like work for Rolling Stone magazine to get a free room. He's like, hey, I'm here for... Um, you know, I got a, doing a Michael Jackson interview uh, for a Mike for a Rolling Stone Murphy magazine. Is so yeah. good. <laughs> You're uh, good or bad? It's probably bad. No, it's and then like they're like, so I'm sorry. Good. Like she's like, I'm on. sorry. We don't have a reservation for that name. And he's like, You tell me that you don't have a reservation for Michael Jackson interview. I'm here from Rolling Stone magazine doing interview Michael Jackson and blah 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 blah. And like he finally like coerces like her and the manager to like get him a free room. I love the Beverly Hills movies. Like, they're amazing. But, yeah, that's his wife, which is uh, pretty adorable. And um, she is also in a few TV episodes. Like, she was in Magnum P.I. and MASH and the Jeffersons. And, um, yeah, so he, uh, Jeffrey, um, returned to the stage to reprise his role as Edgar Allan Poe in a one-man theatrical show. That would be That would be amazing, amazing. to fucking see. Amazing. It's called Nevermore, An Evening with Edgar Allan Poe. It was in Hollywood in 2009, <clears throat> and it was only supposed to run for one month, but every single night was sold out, and they extended the show four times. Oh my god. I would love to fucking see Jeffrey Combs, like, in a one-man show at the theater. That would be amazing. Whoa. He has, like, fucking, like, underground fucking fans. If that, like, literally a one-man show, and it was just extended for long that long. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. I know. Um, so, this is where our nerd is going to come out oh, here. Sure. Uh, There's so much track. <laughs> Dude, I so know! So much there was, there was an overwhelming amount of Trek information. Yeah. I, I couldn't even... Like, even yeah, Ted Sorrell had some even. Trek shit going on, but, like, Jeffrey Combs is, like, he takes that Trek from, like, a little bit down here to, like, up, like, beyond. Like, and the fact that, like you were saying earlier, Yasmina, that, like, how much of a, like, an amazing actor he is. Like, the fact that literally in, like, Deep Space Nine, he literally played, like, nine different characters. Yeah. In one episode, he played... Two people in, in one, one episode. episode. I know. Like, he was two different fucking characters. It just yeah. shows how amazing of an actor this man I actually know. is. Well, he's played um eight or nine different characters in the Star Trek, like, universe. And he was in Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. And, uh... <clears throat> My brother and I, like, my brother is a huge Trekkie, and so I grew up watching a lot of Star Trek. Uh, Next Generation is my favorite, um, but my brother's favorite is Deep Space Nine, and he's, Jeffrey is more in Deep Space Nine than Voyager and Enterprise, and um, he is the first actor to play two unrelated recurring roles on screen in the same episode. He actually, get this, I know that you probably read this, Morgan, he yeah. auditioned for Commander Riker. I am so glad oh he didn't get God. that role. Uh, so he auditioned for... Uh, Riker and Jonathan Frakes actually remembered him and he directed Jonathan Frakes directed an episode of uh, Deep Space Nine and he purposely cast Jeffrey in the episode and the, the producers loved him so much that they wanted him to come back to play recurring characters amazing yeah. yeah like he honestly he wouldn't have been right for the Riker think, role because yeah, like it like oh, right. like he's just like a statue fucking I think, like beauty and when I read that that was my <laughs> thought was like 
they picked a good character because Riker needs to be like this broad-shouldered, tall, tall. But he's also a fucking womanizer, and like I don't picture Jeffrey no, Combs in that light. Either. You know yeah, what I mean? Jeffrey like, Combs has said a thousand times he's so cute. Riker's yeah. a fucking sex god. Oh no, yeah, he, yeah like right? he literally. Like, there's yeah. a huge difference uh, in those two men, but he uh, can serenade me with that trombone. <laughs> one of only six actors to appear in finales of two different Star Treks. Uh, two of them being uh, Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. And his favorite character to play was uh, Wee Yoon, um, the official Vorta ambassador of the uh, Dominion. And I've watched some of the episodes on uh, Netflix today mm-hmm. of uh, Deep Space Nine. And he also plays a Ferengi. And yeah, so, he's like, so even weird still, as a like, Ferengi. Even as a Ferengi, like, he's still, like, you can tell that it's him. Um... But the character that he plays, like, Wee Yoon, uh, that character is fucking awesome, too. Um, but, yeah, like, he's just an all-around, like, fantastic human being. I just love him so much. Like, I just want to fucking You know when I don't love him? him? With a mustache. Yeah. It's kind of strange Whoa, with a mustache, eh? It's total Not into pedo. It. Yeah. It's total pedo vibes yep. because he's got such delicate features. Mm. And when you slap a fucking dirty stash on a delicately featured man, yeah. you start to sound like the fucking new Hellraiser guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, I got some candy yeah. in my van here. You want to yeah. come in and take a look? I got some puppies. You want to yeah. see them? <laughs> Just uh, help me move this van in. <laughs> Just go in there and get the van in, get the, the couch. Oh, fuck. I need help getting this couch in. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about some of his works. So, obviously, uh, every, like I think his most like well-known role is uh, Herbert West uh, from Reanimator, and he's so fucking amazing in that as well. Like, he's just so driven, and, like, uh, even, like, He's so, like, he. T- I love how he, like, talks down to the other characters mm-hmm. in that movie as well. And he's like, don't take the credit for my work. Who do you think you are? You're a severed head. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he's also in Bride of Reanimator, which is also awesome, which mm-hmm. is a brand new yep. movie. And Beyond Reanimator is the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that one. Um, he uh, is only at the beginning of Cellar Dweller. Which is um, cool. He is the comic artist that makes the comic. Um, he's also in Pulse Pounders. Um, he's also in Pit and... <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pulse Pounders. And, Oprah um, Pounders. Oprah Pounders. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, side fact, like, that she looks really weird with blonde hair in that new movie. Um, Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. And I actually didn't yeah. even know, because that's, like, one of my favorite books oh, when I was a kid. that book is fucked Dude, up. Dude, I used to love that book when I was a kid, and I saw, like, a poster for it the other day, and I was it like, came what? Out? They made a movie of this? Big deal movie, too. I didn't it even know. Was. Like, I was like, so, did like, it come out, it. though? Uh, I think it's out to rent soon. I was going to say, I think it's out. Oh, so I saw it the went vi- to theater. And yeah. Because their poster's up And then the kids watched star. it, yeah. and then we had no idea. Yeah. I had no fuck? idea that they made a movie of that. Like, and I loved yeah. that book when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, so Jeffrey was also in uh, Robot Docs. He's also in The Giver with Mark <laughs> Hamill. That movie is so entertaining. That was so I made Megan watch that's it. That's a good movie. That's really a great like fucking movie. I really like it. What? I love it. Morgan. You didn't like it? What, more? Put your eyebrows down. <laughs> Put your eyebrows back. Are you thinking of another movie, maybe? The Giver? We the Giver 2 is pretty bad. We watched The Giver. 
I can't remember. I watched it with Megan when You're we lived together. You're not allowed to not like things that we like. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? I watched with you? it. We, you came over and you brought it with you, and we watched it. I can't, oh, Cocaine's wow. a hell of a drug. Yeah, I've seen so many movies. Um, he's also uh, in Transfers Two with him and Barbara have been in so much together. Um, Doctor Mordred is like one of my fucking favorite Jeffrey Combs movies. Like uh, the real Doctor Strange. Like that movie is awesome. And I know you guys haven't seen it. I have not, but I've heard amazing things. Him and Brian Thompson, the guy who's in everything. Yeah. They're both in it. They're also both in a Deep Space Nine episode that I watched earlier today and an Enterprise episode as well. And um, he's also in Fortress that we talked about earlier. He's also in uh, Necronomicon. He plays H.P. Lovecraft in Necronomicon. He's in the segments that like tell the stories. Um, The Lurking Fear, uh, that movie um, is okay. It was actually supposed to be directed by Stewart, but um, I don't know why he didn't, but it's like the monster looks cool. He's got like no eyelids and his eyes bulge out. That sounds Um, (laughs) But it's okay. I have it on one of those like compilation DVDs that has like 10 movies or whatever. And uh, Castle Freak, he's in. um, Doesn't he bring that hooker back to the castle and then Castle Freak bites her nipples off? Yeah. And um, so this is a movie that I think Megan can probably talk about a little bit more. I've only seen it once. The Frighteners. Have you seen it more than uh, You know, okay, that Michael J. Fox is in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I remember when it, it I was don't like, really what, remember nine, it, to be honest. Mid-90s, 95, 96? Yeah. I remember when it it's came out. It's a 90s movie. Uh, and I remember, well, I think I saw it then, but I only remember that Michael J. Fox was in it. I like it because <laughs> the ghosts are in, like, that he's bros with, are in, like, from, like, different time periods. So there's, like, a cowboy. You know, like, a gunslinger. I like, think I remember the gunslinger. You know what I mean? And, like, it's... Who does Jeffrey play? I don't remember who Jeffrey plays. He's one of the ghosts. I don't right, know. Yeah, he's a ghost. But, like, it's just... It was such a bad... It was a 90s movie. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? You know yeah. how you can picture yeah. a 90s movie? Yeah. Like, it was... It, I can, yeah. I, I can understand that, like, with the 90s, like, you had to have loved it when it first came out yeah. in order to love it for life. Like, mm. um, but I can also agree that there are a lot of 90s horror movies that uh, still stand as amazing movies till this day. Like, I still think Scream is a fucking fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Was he not in... Was it him or am I wrong who was in um, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer? I... Who was, I'm, I who think was he's in, in that? that? Because I, when I was doing my research, I know Jack Black is in that movie. He plays that white Jamaican guy. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I still know what you did last summer. The I just love it because there's that kill. I don't where she's it at in all. the tanning bed. I just remember that brandy. And they in it. put the zip ties on the tanning bed and lock her in, and then crank the fucking. Isn't that heat. Final Destination? No, well I'm sure they they do that. Oh, but okay. in, in yeah, and I still know what you did last summer. They go on this vacation oh. and it's all rainy. So one of the brothers like, I'm gonna go for a tan. And this guy's like, oh bitch, you fucked up, and like locks her in and like cranks the fucking heat and like, ooh, I remember just being oh. like, ooh. That's I just remember work. Jack Black and Brandy. That's all I yeah, remember from from my yeah. still know. But I love, I love, I know what you did last summer because I saw That's that fucking movie. shit in theaters, and I love Sarah Michelle Gellar because I love Buffy, and I till this day still watch that movie, and I fucking love that movie. Jennifer Love Hewitt with that um, choker. That's very nineties. She had the the choker and the low cut blue top, so like, like her titties tits. were out, yeah. and like her gorgeous hair, and like. What are you
fuck. Oh, I've seen Scary Movie um, a lot. So Jeffrey Combs is in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. He so. plays Mr. Brooks in it, it says. It, I don't see anything else uh, about, like, I don't honestly remember the movie that much I don't except remember for that part. I but yeah, he's in it, and he's one of the main. No, but you're guys. right. Talking about '90s, there are some really great. There, there are some gems. But then there are some like I don't know what, what it was with the '90s, where it was like there are just some movies that came out that it's they seem rushed. That is actually I yeah. Just, I just came to it's like the scripts all kind of sucked. You know what I mean? Like, the production was high because in the 90s, I feel like there was a ton of movie in, for some reason in cinema. So, like, the yeah. production for all these movies, the production value was so high. But it was because they were pumping out movies, like, in yeah. no time at You're all. Right. So it was like, yeah, that was good, but forgettable. Yeah, that was good, but yeah. forgettable. And special like effects were becoming was. better as well. So they yeah. were, like, incorporating things like CGI to, like, yeah. make it easier and faster yeah. to, like, do blood and, like, all of the things that made the 80s so desirable and tangible. I definitely, yeah. like, yeah, like, there are a lot of 90s gems that kind of, like, uh, still stand till this day, in my opinion, as amazing movies. Like, Scream, like, when I think of, like, 90s horror, Scream is up there for me. Mm-hmm, for like, sure. Scream is a fucking amazingly written movie. The way that movie was written uh, is awesome. The acting is awesome. Uh, I saw it in theaters and it blew my mind. And I still love that movie. You gotta remember though, it's not a '90s director. That's a classic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right? Yeah. So like, he has enough experience that if you're not making a good fucking movie in the '90s, Mr. Craven, like, you need to pack it up and go home. For sure, definitely. Well, another '90s movie that I want to bring up that Jeffrey uh, Combs is in that. And okay, I just want to say something before I name this movie. I'm a big Vincent Price fan. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very biased when it comes to remakes. Um, so when I like a remake, it's, uh, definitely a very impressive movie. And I fucking dig the House on Haunted Hill remake. It's so funny. It's so good. And Jeffrey Combs is the creepy surgeon guy. He's like, when, okay, well, do you remember that movie? Like when they're like, uh, when she's like point, okay, like basically like the house like uh, is condemned or whatever. And then like they go spend the night. um, And when they show scenes of like in the past, when they used to do (gasps) fucked up shit to the patients, that the surgeon was Jeffrey Combs. But uh, do you, okay, one of my favorite fucking scenes in the House of the Haunted Hill remake was the part where the girl from Billy Madison has the video camera and she's videotaping the room that has like the surgery table. And then like in her video screen, you can see them like operating on a girl that's like freaking out and she's like screaming but then when she looks up in the room there's nothing happening but then she looks at the video screen and then like there's something happening in the video screen but then she like keeps looking into the room and nothing is happening that part scared the fuck out of me when I was younger when I saw that movie and I also love that Spike from Buffy is in it as well and the guy who plays the Vincent Price character is awesome as well and Famke Jensen from like X-Men is in it and like I, I think that I think that movie's awesome. What's her name? Famke Jensen. That's the coolest name ever. She's yeah. um, uh, probably okay. some Scandinavian shit. Yeah, I love when it comes to like '90s horror, like for sure, and like remakes. Like I, I love the House on Haunted Hill remake. Like I, I watch it still till this day. Um, also, re- um, Jeffrey was in Faust. I think I need to rewatch that movie. Faust. I know. Well, uh, Faust. Uh, 
I, uh, I don't know. Afraid to, I'm very afraid to it. as well. Yeah, because that was one of those Brian Usna fucking movies. As yeah, well. yeah. But it was also on like Red Letter Media, like Best of the Worst. I know, and I remember I know. watching it when it first came out, and I rented it, and I was like, uh, what is this? I heard it's not great. I know. So I think I'm, I'll rewatch it though. I will rewatch it. But um, he was also in the remake of Wizard of Gore. I don't really remember it, but I remember watching it because Crispin Glover was in it. That's yeah. all I remember. You were too busy paying attention to your other boyfriend. I know. I have a lot of boyfriends in this episode. That'd be another movie, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh man, like fucking Crispin Glover. The Wizards of Gore. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs and <laughs> Crispin <laughs> Glover to together. Together. Um, um, they are very similar. You got a tight. I know. Girl. You know what? And you as soon as, as soon as Yasmin was like, I'm yeah. like, oh my god! Like you literally, I I can see what you like now. Nerds. I know. I know what it is. Yeah. 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 Nerds. <laughs> like literally, like um, James Spader in uh, Stargate. Like no! it's the same guy. <laughs> same fucking guy. <laughs> the same god. sweater. He wears the same fucking sweater and everything. Oh my god. Hilarious. Well, um, Jeffrey has also done a lot of voice acting and on cartoons and video games. Um, he was also in Beauty and the Beast with fucking Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman. I'm sorry. I know that shit still makes me laugh. They made him look like a cat. Like why? Why? Fuck, man, I remember watching that fucking show too. I'm so I thought ashamed. it was like super like dramatic. Though. It was. It was like, dark. Was, it, was, it, was it was very dark. dark. It was literally candelabras in this fucking sewer. Like it was that dark. Yeah. I mean, when you break the story down, it's like a fucked up tale. It's very so, fucked up. Yeah. And they, they, they took it like Go to on. a new low because he's like li- living in the sewer and shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. he's also in a Freddy's Nightmares episode. He was in The Flash. He was also in Babylon 5. I used to watch Babylon 5 when it was on TV. And he's in one of my fucking favorite anthology shows that a lot of people don't talk about. <laughs> Perversions of science. So excited. <laughs> Jeffrey's coming off last year. Perversions of science. I love it's like basically Tales from the Crypt, but like a sci-fi version. It was only one season and I love it. Um he's also in uh the Twilight Zone, the 2002 Twilight Zone and CSI and the new Gotham show. I just haven't seen it. Batman, I don't know. Batman, yeah, Batman, yeah, Batman, yeah, Batman. But yeah, other than the fact that um, Jeffrey Combs is gives uh, you a boner. Well, hey, yeah, the greatest man ever to live. Um, oh, that's all I gotta say. Bold statement. Yeah. Well, humans are such an easy prey, and I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was a poem. It was. <laughs> That was a poem. Garth. That was like a that fucking was a haiku. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a fucking haiku. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to add? No, I think you pretty nope. much did him raw. You <laughs> fucked yeah. him raw. Every cause I love you. I'm gonna make you watch Doctor Mordred. I can watch that movie over and over again and never get sick of it. I'm into it. The real Doctor Strange, bitch. Oh shit. That's right. Okay, well, thanks yeah. a lot for listening, guys. And I'm not, I nope. hope you enjoyed. See you never listening and yeah from beyond from beyond get slimy yeah get slimy (laughs) bye guys Bye. bye